to a meaningful marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Masonian Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We are glad you joined us today as we bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Masoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah Masoni, for a second, when I looked at your Instagram today, I thought maybe you were going to be calling from the road. Were you camping this weekend? Yeah, we went to Cascade Box and celebrated our 31st wedding anniversary. It's anniversary month for the Sarahs. I know. We were both celebrating our anniversaries this weekend. You, ours was not 31st. That is a, a milestone. Epic. epic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Dirk and I had our 18th, which is well, to congratulations. felt huge to us. Yeah, that is yeah. huge. Yeah. And we were, we celebrated at a friend's wedding in LA. They were getting married on our Mm. wedding day and we couldn't think of a better way to celebrate. So we went down there and hung out in Los Angeles for a while. Yeah. We have a new tradition where we decided we're going to go on the Columbia river cruise out of cascade locks on our anniversary weekend every year. That's our second time. It was really fun. In fact, the waitress and waiters remembered us from the year before. So that made it even more fun. Oh, that's super cool. I'm glad you had a good time. I always um, am a bit jealous of your camping trailer because I feel like it's nicer than most kitchens I've had in like apartments in Portland. It's so fancy. I know Michael made it fancy for us. He loves making sure it feels like a cabin or a nice, you know, getaway sort of space. Well, it's beautiful. And I think it makes sense for you guys because it's like you love food and outdoors and you get to like, you know, have all your gear when you go out into the woods. Yeah, we, nice. talk, we talked to some uh, fellow from Ohio that was camping next to us in a gigantic fifth wheel and he came out and he's like, every single thing you own has a special place in that cupboard, doesn't it? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have all your gear you need. That's there. Well, it looks super fun. I'm glad you guys celebrated in style in the woods. Yeah. That seems awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, we wa- have a special um, announcement. We want to give a um, thank you to Market of Choice for sponsoring Missoni and Marshall. Um, they are have that end cap we heard about um, with Sarah from the Good Food Foundation. That's up at Market of Choice. And so we wanted to hear a word from our sponsor real quick. Market of Choice is a proud sponsor of the Meaningful Marketplace because we believe in the power of local entrepreneurs, so much so that we carry more than 7,000 locally made, raised, farmed, and harvested foods in our stores. Our passion is to help local farmers, makers, ranchers, and fisher folks realize their potential through programs that help them succeed. Thank you, Market of Choice. 
Yeah, thanks, Market of Choice. And you can find a bunch of our past guests on that um, NCAP. I know that uh, we saw quite a few names that we knew on there. So make sure to check it out. If you're in any Market of Choice store, look for that local um, women-owned business NCAP. Yeah, I saw that um, Elsie Dimbo has a bunch of her um, Peakleys in there right now. Yeah, yeah. There's so many great people. I I wanted to name them all, but I couldn't even. <laughs> I just saw like a snap photo and I was like, oh, it's all our buddies. We'll just tell people to go see it. Yeah, go check it out. <laughs> well, we're excited about our guest today. I want yes. to introduce you to Jessica Leilani. Jess is the owner of Style Opal. And Style Opal is a social media and marketing team based in Portland, Oregon. Welcome, Jess. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm really excited yeah, to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you. We want our yeah, listeners to be able to find you um, on Instagram and online. So what's the way, best way for them to do that? Absolutely. So we are, yeah, on social media. The best, We hang out on Instagram the most, I would say. So mm-hmm. I always have a couple of links there. Start at Style Opal Media. Opal like the stone, style like fashion. So at Style Opal Media for the business. And then I'm personally at, at Jessica, J-Y-S-S-I-C-A dot Leilani, L-E-I-L-A-N-I. And then my other business, if we get to that today in case for women and femme entrepreneurs is Upper Left Ladies. Perfect. We'll link all those things so they can find you across the board for sure. And we usually have uh, female food entrepreneurs on the show, but from time to time, we like to have guests that um, will be beneficial to our food entrepreneur listeners. And so you are one of those. And I just wanted to give a little backstory of how you and I met. And that is because I was taking a business course through um, RAIN, which is what stands for Regional Accelerator and Innovation Network. So I thought, um, you know, people that are listening would benefit from services from rain and that's how we met and um i just you know jess was one of the speakers that came in to tell all of us entrepreneurs about um social media and instagram and i found her presentation super beneficial so we've stayed connected but jess how did you get involved with um oregon rain so i love I love this story because we're all, I think, connected with Oregon State here somehow. Yeah, right? totally. I know that I know that you two are in the food and adventure and you know center there. So that's actually I was connected to Rain through a la- a former classmate named Ani, who is, I know, directing and leading a lot of the initiatives over at Rain. I studied merchandising management back in Oregon State. And we had stayed in touch through our different entrepreneurial end- endeavors and she reached out and yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's a great program. That's cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I thought it was a great way to meet um, lots of other organ makers from across the state. I mean, it's an online course, at least right now um, is how I took it. But um, I just found your your workshop super beneficial and thought it was really nice that um, you, you kind of empower people that are um, attending your workshops into like finding themselves and finding their own voice. And I think that's something that female food entrepreneurs need to hear a lot. I think sometimes um, we're our own worst enemies in a way, and we'll like stand in our own way a lot. And I feel like you um, do a great job of coaching people through that. Thank you. I learned something about women about two weeks ago, or maybe, you know, sometime in the last month, we don't really want to do stuff unless we know we're a hundred percent good at it or, Mm -hmm. you know, qualified. 
And so we tend to not be brave and step out and do stuff that maybe some lesser qualified guy might do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. I've I've heard a there's a saying out there. It's like have the audacity of a mediocre man. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys need to edit that out or anything, but I've heard people just say that. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. I do love to focus on that. That I mean, I love helping people feel confident and yeah, and trying new things and mostly in just putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. that feels right for them yeah yeah Yeah. gotta go for it so let's talk about um style opal specifically and the services that you would provide to um you know female food owned businesses yes absolutely um so yes as sarah was saying uh, Style Opal is a social media and online marketing agency for soul-led brands and entrepreneurs. So we cover the gamut of on- a lot of the online marketing space from social media management, which is the, I would say, like bread and butter of our business. Uh, then we also offer email marketing, photo shoot and video shoot, content creation, influencer marketing, ads, all kinds of things. I also do one-on-one consulting and coaching for marketing, for mindful marketing, which we can definitely get into later as well. Um, those are the, those are the main ways that we help folks as well. Yeah. And I know quite a few of our past guests have um, been clients of, of yours and our most recent, um, episode, I think is Aurora Elixirs. And so they are one of your clients. So I just wanted to make that connection for our listeners out there that, um, you know, some of our guests on the show would use you um, for their social media strategy. Yes. I know. Shout out to Aurora and Lola. We love you guys. (laughs) We have a lot of fun working with them. Well, and it's funny for people to kind of see behind the curtain sometimes in that, um, you know, I I think I didn't realize this all the time, but when you have somebody that's managing your social media, that um, if you send a message to someone or you tag someone, that it would actually be you that's responding. So when we were posting about the episode, you and I were going back and forth to like get the um, information out there, which I think sometimes people don't always realize that that's how it works, but that's how it works. <laughs> right. I know. I try to say, you know, just from the social team here, or if it's yeah. like Janet, Janet from the social team here, because, because sometimes we're working with a personal brand and, you know, it's good to be transparent, but it's so true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's what you did. You sent me a message. You're like, Hey, it's Jess. I'm like, Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I mean, my work gets really meta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to channel all these, um, strong female businesses that you represent. Yeah. I'm sure it's very fun to like take on that different energy. <laughs> it's so fun. When I was younger, I always loved acting, singing, performing. I still do those things for, for hobby, for fun, but it, yeah, it is a lot of fun. Cause it's yeah. Dipping in, stepping into another entrepreneur or brand typically voice and connecting with their followers or audience. And it's a good reminder of like, at the end of the day, keeping social, social, you know, building relationships is what you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, um, to get to do that on yeah behalves of these brands, especially when they're per- when their values, especially are aligned with ours. That's a really big one too. So how yeah. do you set up that character for the uh, different types of brands? You, I guess you probably have a lot of discussions, huh? Research. Absolutely. Yes. 
So yes, it depends. So when we're starting off social media management with a with a brand in the first couple of weeks, we will get onboard all their branding materials. So we'll ask a lot of deep digging questions, but really getting to know, yeah, who the brand is, who they serve, what are their values, what is their you know unique proposition and value proposition, what is their mission, what is their vision, and then. We do cover things like tone and voice and we do sound like, you know, we, we do say, Hey y'all, we don't say hi, babe, or <laughs> things like that. You know, the specific kind of ways that they would talk or not, or not talk to their, to their audience and community. Um, mm-hmm. And then I will, when you, you just reminded me of something that I find really fun for that too. We're absolutely, yes, yeah, speaking on behalf and creating content for the brands, but we've a lot of fun in the first couple of weeks too. I love creating an ideal follower or ideal customer client avatar. So like creating an actual, um, I have a worksheet that I will definitely share with your listeners too, but it's fun to create, to use that kind of Mad Lib style worksheet. And so you can kind of envision an ideal customer client or follower in front of you coming back to the, we're all people's behind these screens things, but that's a little bit. Yeah. Into that, into that process. Did I answer the question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, totally. yeah I was... Well, and I think we did some of those things in the when you came um to the rainmaker session where we were um figuring out who our customer is, which is as I think really important because sometimes I think we try to make our customer ourselves as like you know, female business owners. And I think that we're not usually our target customer. We want to be a little bit, but I think our target customer usually is not um is not us. <laughs> And so I think if we take ourselves out of it, it makes it easier to be like, to look at um, price points, to look at how we market, to look at how we represent. Um, And so I think it's important to do those kind of worksheets and figure it out who we are really selling to. And even though we want everything to come from our voice and our personality, um, who it's targeted at is usually somebody different. And so I think that's kind of one thing that I picked up on when we did that activity. Um, Because I think even when sometimes especially I have so many conversations with female food entrepreneurs that are afraid to raise their prices, especially right now Mm. when the, when everything is getting so much more expensive and they're like, but I couldn't afford my own product. And sometimes that is the case. I think that if you're, if you have a high end food brand, a lot of times and you're a small maker, you probably can't afford your own product, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't raise your prices. I think if people want to stay in business, they really need to. So you need to channel that avatar rather than channeling your yourself, you know? So true. I could definitely relate to that. <laughs> and yeah, it's so, it's so true. We usually, when I first ask somebody and get into that conversation, getting to know their avatar, they usually, yeah, are thinking, well, I want to do this for people like me, but absolutely. Especially if, yeah, it's more of like a premium product and it's fun to, uh, it's fun to, when creating content, especially if you're doing it for your own brand, right. To, if you have an idea of who your ideal customer or client is to kind of like close your eyes, envision them, you know, as like this fully formed human, not the void, not like <laughs> a yeah. sea of people, even though it feels like you're shouting into a void sometimes maybe, which we can also talk to, but at the end of the day, when you're sharing a post or an email campaign, there's one person on the other side of the screen. So it's fun to, and just helpful to envision you know, one person and what do they need to hear? How could I help them? Or how could I meet them where they're at? 
and and help explain how my, you know, product will or service will help make their, you know, routine better, whatever it is, whatever. I have a question for you. So how do you make sure that the person is present in those social media posts? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you make sure if you're taking on Sarah Marshall's account, for instance, how do you make sure that she's actually as active in it? Because with somebody who's creating their own content, like Sarah does all the time, it seems like it will be really hard to replace that. Mm. How would you do that? Sure. Like if we were Yes. If we were to take, if like when we take on a, a social media management client that's always done their own social media, right? Who's okay. there in the, in the video and stuff. Right. Yes. So absolutely. And it's fun to keep them, of course, involved. It depends on, there's some clients, some people we work with are like, I want to be totally hands off. <laughs> you know, some are like, I want to just come in as much as I want to like on lives or collaborating on right photo or video content, um, making sure they're present, right. Was the question. Yes. So yeah. like, for example, if I was, and this is something your yeah listeners could take into account, even if they're working with, yeah, a social media manager or social media agency, I think um, all across the board still this would apply in to make the, you can still make the content creation process collaborative. So a few, a few ways we do this is, um, well, of course we can do photo and video shoots, but like on kind of like a simpler level, we sometimes send our clients prompts. We're like, okay, we're going to make a post where we're saying, Sarah here, and um, we're going to hear from a step along your entrepreneurial journey that you learned from, you know, we'd give, send you like a prompt and be like, can you share about one time? Like, why did you start your business? We'll like ask some prompts like that. Why did you start your business? Or what are your favorite X, Y, Z? Or what's your favorite thing to pair with this flavor of hot sauce? We could send some questions like that. We do monthly touch base calls where I feel like on calls like this, for example, um, you can kind of go a bit deeper with those specific questions too. Yeah. Especially on our kickoff call, we're asking some seemingly random questions that do give us deeper insight into how to step into their voice. Like this actually reminds me of you guys for some companies will be like, if you were, if you were a beverage, which would you be, <laughs> you, were a, <laughs> you know, um, and somebody who, and this, we did this one time with a elopement photographer duo. And they said if they were a, a drink, they would be like, a. I think it was a, an old fashioned. And like, if a brand says my voice, you know, my, if my brand were a drink, it'd be an old fashioned, that voice is going to come across so different than someone who says, um, I'm going to, you know, my, my brand would be a, a lemon dropper, a, a martini, you know, <laughs> there's all kinds of ways though. Um, and then also, yeah, we might tell them for some of our brands who are also clients who are also the faces will say, can you send us uh, the next time you're creating your making your hot sauce, the next time you're making your um, product, set up a camera and just record you in the process. And um, like an iPhone, you know, just like um, do a do a stop motion or just record record. We'll have to just ask them to send us kind of some um, video that we could basically take and use and create into a reel or create into stories, but still have them visually present, like you said. Yeah. So I, cool. 
I think that's the kind of the key um, of what people need to hear that are maybe on the fence of if they should use like um, yeah. a marketing company is that it doesn't mean that someone takes over and starts um, posting things as themselves. It means that, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're taking over and, and they're just helping you and prompting you to do the same things, but maybe do them in a more consistent way um, or with new ideas and then, um, you know, posting them up for you. So it doesn't mean that you're um, removing yourself from the business, I don't think. Totally. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we will come back and I want you to tell people about your boot camp that you have going on. So we'll be right back after this short break. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. Okay, these boots were made for walking. <laughs> I'm going to walk all over you. <laughs> Tell us, Jess, about your boot camp. I love some boots. I'm looking at my shoe wall right now. You're making me I excited. pulled my boots out last night. I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. I'm like, I got to wear boots. Hey, there we yeah. go. I'm mm-hmm. so ready for boot season. Um, <laughs> so fun. Yeah. So absolutely. You have a course called Instagram bootcamp. And, um, like I kind of mentioned, we work with companies sort of of all sizes, but sometimes, um, there will be, yeah, companies who are not ready to like hire it out per se, but they do want to take their strategy to the next level. They want to show up in a more aligned way. They want to be more consistent or maybe they've tried things that hadn't worked or converted for them in the past. So I want to say it was around four years ago. I, I love being on calls like this. I love being, you know, live. I love being on videos and I do love teaching. Um, so about, yeah, a few years ago, I launched a course called Instagram bootcamp where I take my, what I call an Opal social method, my Opal social method, which is basically the four, like main pillars of things that create an Instagram account that converts for business. We do support clients with all kinds of social media platforms, but Instagram is my personal favorite. And for a lot of our, a lot of people, folks we work with and a lot of folks in the food and Bev industry, it is still fairly visual. So it's usually an aligned platform for them, you know, selling to millennials or, you know, what have you. So I decided to take in these, in my, my consulting or my speaking, I'd usually come back to these four pillars. And so um, I decided to create a course from it. So I used to teach this live. Uh, I taught it about three times live where I would cover each kind of pillar, which I will get to. And then we'd have calls to review, you know, how it went and implementation, but now it's available for anyone to take at any time. Um, Cause I just couldn't, yeah, I couldn't, you know, meet with meet with one-on-ones all all throughout the week just so I could help as many people as I could essentially and uh it was really fun though so I created the course into the four pillars and I'll go over them so there's four modules and pillars in the course represent the four pillars that I found make up an Instagram account that converts for business and the first one it's called had me at hello and that is how to attract your ideal followers customers visually from the get-go when they find your profile. We also dive into things like how to define your ideal customer and follower and basically 
creating your profile so that when they find you in the first 30 seconds, they realize, wow, this is a, you know, a brand that I can, that I am actually interested in following. I'm going to be getting something out of it. They're not just selling to me all the time. And so they're deciding to follow and stay engaged. Um, the second one, the second module is the stories we tell. So this is like developing content pillars. It's developing like the backbone of the kinds of content you produce. So I always say that every post should educate, inspire, entertain, or inform. So we cover how to do that because usually if your post is valuable and someone's getting something out of it, it's because it hits one of those four markers. Mm. Third is visual content strategy. So how do you take those pillars and um, represent them visually on your feed? This can also, although we do focus on Instagram, these pillars can definitely come across in any of your content, you know, from podcasts to email marketing, things like this. Um, and then fourth is what I call non-follower facing strategies. So things like engagement, um, influencer marketing reels is definitely something that's more important now than ever, but hashtags, it's those things that, like I said, non-follower facing. So people might not really know is going on when they're first glancing at your profile, but really make a difference in terms of, um, building your profile and converting followers into customers. Well, and when I, um, did your your course it was it was a version of your boot camp you know and so we le learned all these things and then went into details and what i really liked is that i could take it and make i made a bunch of tweaks after you gave your presentation on both our um instagram but just like in how those things leak linked up to our website i think that um the thing i really realized is that we would post a lot of things, but we didn't really give our customers anything to do with that information. Like it would be like, here's me making sauce or our site would be like, hey, make these sauces. But we weren't like telling anybody to do anything with that. We weren't like, come check this out or, or come look at this recipe. And then that brings them to our site. And so like having that call to action is something that I just never really thought about or did, I would just be like, I have to post things. So I'm going to post some stuff and here you go. Here's me doing some things. But then like, I realized after your course, the importance of telling our customers and our, or telling our followers and hopefully making them customers by like coming to our site and seeing, you know, giving them something to do with, with our sauce. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I mean, yeah. Calls to action. Like, like I was saying earlier with the, like, educate, inspire, entertain, and inform. Um, the inform piece, the, the difference between the educate and inform piece, educate, you know, that's pretty easy to think of. I think like, yeah, recipes, or here's how you can use this food or bev, or here's a pairing or something like that. But inform is like, what's your process? And also a reminder to, to sell. <laughs> sure. I think are scared to sell on social media sometimes, or they just forget. But yeah, like you said, um, having a clear call to action is everything. So you're, you're, you want to slow their scroll by, you know, having something eye grabbing or letting them know what your post is about or what they're about to learn about. But then yes, absolutely. Similar to like your customer journey on any online space, once they find you there, where are they going to go next? So yeah. hopefully we're using social to build um, news, your newsletter list too. So uh, every other week or at a cadence that works for you, prompting people to join your newsletter list, or if you know you have one coming out next week about a, a tasting you're doing, you can make a post about, you know, that the prior week or say, join our newsletter because there's something, you know, teasing what's special coming out or yeah, call to action to shop. If you have a, a lot of, I know 
food and bev brands who are in the e-commerce space or who offer their products online sometimes have that opt-in, that um, initial 10% off code, something like mm-hmm. this. That's huge for getting, yeah, converting and even, even just just reminding them that it's there and for your new followers. Because even if we, maybe we're sick of saying it or hearing it, but chances are there's so many people who are in your community or in your followers or people are just coming who who don't know about it. Yeah. That's for that's for sure. I remember too have hearing you say something that was really beneficial to me, which was, um, you know, that when you're posting things and and you know you're thinking about Instagram and your business, like if I'm posting it for myself, I think this came up when you helped me do the um, the calendar uh, yes. for for posting. So when I'm posting it myself, I'm like I already posted about that like two days ago or like a month ago or a week ago. I don't what people are going to be bored, but then just reminding me that, yeah, I've seen it and I posted it and I spent the time making it, but that doesn't mean that every person that I follow see it, saw it, probably only a very small percentage of people did. So to keep Mm -hmm. posting it and to the importance of reusing things that we've all already created. So whether that be recipes or, um, you know, links to media or things like that, like after we've lived it, we feel like we've moved past it, but but really that's like just the beginning of like taking it and making it shine, you know? So true. We don't have to create, recreate the wheel every time with our content and always looking to say, especially if you're running your own social, save yourself as much time as you can. Yeah. I think, you know, one like good actionable thing would be for folks to look at their posts, their, their, all their posts in the last year, you know, and picks, look at which ones perform the best and recycle that content. And you can always tweak it to fit what, where things are right now, but same goes for like best performing newsletters or blogs. Yeah. Uh, You've put up like entrepreneurs work so hard and we're used to, you know, sometimes we just get so used to the grind or like, Oh, something has to be new and fresh. There always has to be new things, but yeah, absolutely. Repurposing is so key. Jess, I have a question for you. How did you start your business? I see from LinkedIn, I was LinkedIn sleuthing on you, (laughs) that you, um, of course, were studying fashion and merchandising. I'm thinking the merchandising is really where you're you're hitting it home with this business. But when did you start? You actually were at Shop Adorn which I follow Shop Adorn. And so I'm wondering, is that kind of where you decided like, hey, I should be doing this for more people. I should be like starting my own business. Like Mm -hmm. when did that entrepreneurial bug bite you? Yes. Oh my gosh. That was one of our first clients and also one of my first um, jobs a while back. So absolutely. I think looking back throughout my life and especially as I kind of just started to understand who I was. And I think a lot of understanding who I was came by, came through just creating things for fun and following curiosity. Uh, And college actually was when I started Style Opal, but then it was a fashion blog. It was a sustainable fashion blog. I had just moved to Oregon from Texas and I, (laughs) I don't know how to put this. um, Yeah. I'm not sure how to How really did you come this, to Oregon from Texas? I, I know. Come so I, I actually was born in Lincoln City. Oh, and then okay. I so you yeah, have family lived, here. Yes, lived in Hawaii and, and 
lived in Hawaii and then grew up in Texas, but I was coming to Oregon in the summers, every summer. It just felt like home. And I just resonated with the people as I'm sure you guys can understand Mm -hmm. in Oregon a lot, you know, maybe even more so than Texas sometimes love y'all Texans too, but this is, you know, this is home for me, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it was honestly in college. I started experimenting with, um, creating different projects, like started, started a fashion magazine there. started a radio show there and started meeting up with photographers to um, create content for fun. And at the end of the day, all these things were media. And then I was learning some about marketing in my, yeah, in my merchandising classes, of course, but Styleable was then a, a style blog to capture sustainable style options. And also, um, honestly highlighting, um, yeah, on highlighting my stories and my journey and travels and how that impacted my style. The whole, the thing behind it was that, just like every color is reflected in sun and opal, like we are multifaceted beings. At that point, it, I was using the metaphor to reflect how you can experiment with all different kinds of style. You don't just have to subscribe to one. Now um, that we Food are, is style, isn't it? What'd you say? Food is style. Food is style. Absolute right. Expression. Mm-hmm. Yes. Creation. There's color, t- texture. Absolutely. So, um, when I, yes. So when we created it, it was a, it was a style blog at first and then it kind of was a natural evolution. I think around 2016, because I think we're turning seven this year at 2016, I started, um, gaining more social media management clients. I decided there was a service I wanted to offer. I used to focus a lot on styling and writing. And then I was working at a shop, um, out of college and a woman walked in the store who ended up being my first business coach. And we were taking the same Instagram course and she ended up being my first business coach. And I helped her on her social media and styling. And I told her, I love, I love style. I love writing. I like, you know, media. I'm trying to figure out where to take this. I've always created my own projects and things, even growing up from like writing plays, like always just creating, creating my own thing. And she, so she helped me, she became a mentor and helped me, you know, package up these passions and a lot of them, which are still here today. And, you know, um, learned how to take this crazy creative brain and have focuses and build our primary packages. And a lot of it did build initially from word of mouth, from boutiques, like Adorn that you mentioned, and went from there and started marking it online. And yeah, I, <laughs> today. I, I know this doesn't have to do with food, but I love Adorn. It's my favorite store. And there's um, this woman, Wendy, who works at the shop on division yes. and she is the best stylist. Like she always helps me when I go in and I'm like, I have to go on the news. Can you help me find something that looks really good? Mm-hmm. I have to wear blue. I don't have blue, like whatever it is. She'll like help me out with it, which is very nice. But I think oh, that, that, that merchandising piece comes into what you do and how you interact with your clients mm-hmm. right now. Because when I met with you, you were talking to me about like what colors represent my brand and what, um, you know, font and things like that. And the, I mean, they were really things that I never thought about even though it's it's very it's very apparent and it's already there but I never really like focused in on it you know and so it's kind mm-hmm. of it's it's a cool way to do things because I think you bring in that fashion element which I'm sure is important to a lot of your clients I mean I think that our businesses represent us just like our fashion does and like Sarah yes. was saying with with food like that it is this creative outlet and I think that that is our creative outlet and passion but but mm-hmm. it's interwoven with who we are you know 
Absolutely. And it brings people together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, there's so many delicious metaphors that I'm sure could <laughs> be made there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. So we talked about boot camp. And you're currently enrolling. If our listeners are interested in signing up for your Instagram bootcamp, if they want to like take charge of their Instagram and take your course, how would they go about doing that? Absolutely. So yes, the course is, I was saying I used to teach it live, but now I've made it to where you can take it on your own time. So it's ready for you. If anyone's ready to take their Instagram strategy, the next level and still have that guide and guidance uh throughout it there the modules are recorded so i'll be i'll be teaching you the four modules over video and there's an accompanying workbook it's a 22 page workbook that i guide you through filling out throughout the course which then becomes your basically your social media bible your instagram strategy that um students say they refer to for for years to come so yeah how do we sign up Absolutely. So styleopal.com slash Instagram dash bootcamp. Um, I will send you guys the link for that as well. And then I have a special code for your listeners here. It's usually $297, but they can get 20% off with code market. Perfect. We'll um, post it in the show notes. So if you guys are interested in this course, you can get that discount code, which is really cool. Thanks for doing that for our guests. And, um, you know, from doing parts of this and from meeting with you, I would really recommend it. I think if you're in charge of your own um, social media, I think this is a great way to kind of do it on your own time and go through and have all this information. because it, you know, just does such a good job of like pulling what you have already created out of you. So <laughs> I think that um, I would recommend it to our listeners for sure. I'm going to definitely pass along the information to some people that I'll be speaking to down in Sacramento. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, October 19th. And then on October 4th, I'll be talking with the Getting the Recipe to Market crew. I don't know if you've connected with them through Portland Community College. Um, over at the Climb Center. Their next session starts here in a couple of weeks and I'll let them know as well about the boot camp. Yeah, those are, those are great um, clients for you too because they're people that are just starting their businesses. So they're just figuring it all out. So of course they, um, you know, why I think this course is so good for, for new makers is because they, they wouldn't really have a budget to hire a media team, but mm-hmm. they would need um, some guidance in like creating their own stuff. And so I think this yeah. is exactly that. And that's why I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Um, we, I want to ask if you have um, one thing that a food entrepreneur can do to improve their business, just one simple step, what would that be? Through, through their marketing, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's where my mind goes first, of course. Uh, yeah, so for one, for there's so many things, but for, I would say one of my number one tips for food, food and bev entrepreneurs for their marketing is to bring your, bring your audience in, bring your ideal customer in to an experience with you as much as you can. So a lot of what that looks like these days is video, um, is Instagram reels, for example, or TikTok, but Instagram reels using trending audio is one of the best ways right now to just get amplified reach. But I would say, yeah, bring them into an experience with you. And so, because food is an experience, involves so many of our senses. And so it's similar to why I do recommend video for entrepreneurs because it makes us feel like we're with you. Mm -hmm. Same goes Mm -hmm. for food, you know, 
And that can look like flavor notes, definitely diving into the flavor notes and try to bring them into the experience of tasting your food, cooking with your food, interacting with your food as much as they can, where they can feel like they're there. That way they know, you know, they know they want more and they need to, to try some of it. Perfect. That's great. Um, we also like to ask what you need from your community. How can we best support you right now? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, let's see. We, you know what, my, this is probably a good time to chat about my, my other business, my community of women and femme entrepreneurs. It's kind of a win. It's a win-win to answer this question. Sure. Yeah. Let's (laughs) hear about it. Yeah. My other business is called Upper Left Ladies. It's a community of women and femme entrepreneurs and leaders. And we have a membership that is virtual, but it does have perks for those who are in Portland. And we're really just aiming to build up this community. We have about 40 brilliant members of all kinds of industries right now. And it's the members. And we also have a directory. It's upperleftladies.club is that website or upperleftladies on Instagram. But that community has been really fun. Um, every third Thursday, we have virtual meetups. We have a free book club that anyone can join. We have a panel on September 30th. But yeah, if there's entrepreneurs out there who are looking for consistent community and to learn across, learn from other women and femmes across different industries, um, that would be a great way to, yeah, they can, they'll be supported there and support another small business in return too. Cool. We'll, um, we'll link that in too so that people can find it if they're interested. Um, but I think that it's a good way to stay connected and, and learn about the other things that you do. So everybody should check that out, Upper Left Ladies. And um, I think we have just a couple more minutes left. Sarah, did you have any final questions? Well, I was going to send a link to to somebody that I know would love to join that. So you yeah. caught me on my phone. I think the question <laughs> I have for you is, if you could help one famous person do their marketing um, on Instagram, who would it be? Okay, I love this question. And sometimes I will have, dreams about this. So I know it's possible. (laughs) Well, I've had a dream. I had a dream one time that I helped produce a video, a music video for Beyonce, but (laughs) but my answer to your question, right. That's like my subconscious knows they can do anything. At least that's good. You know, (laughs) there's a brain sometimes convinces, likes to convince me otherwise. And then I'm like, no, I've dreamed about it. So I, yeah, (laughs) but to answer your question, I would choose Lady Gaga. I love Lady Gaga. I love her so much. She's Mm -hmm. fabulous. She's a wonderful leader on Instagram. She's (laughs) awesome. I, yes, every day I, I open my Instagram app. The first app, uh, post I see is by Gaga daily, which is like her crazy fans and <laughs> what's going on with Lady Gaga right now. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be a dream to help, to support her, you know, mm-hmm. or with her beauty line. So I, I love that question. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll, um, we'll, we'll have to, yeah, we'll try to, we'll try to make those connections happen. <laughs> Manifesting it with me. Thanks, lady. Yeah, we're on, we we're got on the power. <laughs> I'm like, that makes me so curious who you guys would like love to cook for. I'm like, that's such a good question for anyone, really. But yeah, so who fun. would I want to cook for? Hmm. Frank Sinatra, maybe. Mm. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> well, you, you know, maybe you can connect in the afterlife and cook or Elvis, <laughs> maybe Elvis. I would like, you know, I think, I think it's, I have to wait till I'm in heaven or something. Yeah. In the afterlife, she'll be cooking up some delicious. 
in your in your camper trailer of course you'll have a wonderful cooking setup wherever you are (laughs) actually you know what i do i cook part of the meal and then i put it in the microwave because it's a nice insulated box and everything stays hot in there and then i stack the dishes up in there as i'm going and then when everything's ready i take it out of the microwave and set it out on the table it works great you have a dream setup, Sarah. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jess, we've had a great time chatting with you today. I can't wait for people to find you and connect with you. And um, I think you have so much valuable information for our listeners. So thanks for coming on the show. It was fun to chat with you again. Yes. Thank you, Whitty, so much for having me, Sarah. This was a blast and excited to, yeah, stay connected with your community. Don't don't be a stranger. I love I love making online friends and <laughs> turning that into the in-person too. But this is a blast. Thank you. Yeah, and definitely follow Jess on Instagram. She gives lots of tips um, all the time. So you can you can see those. She does, she's really good at doing reels. So maybe you'll be inspired to improve your own reels as we all should be if we want people to see us on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We record Masonian Marshall live every week. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you to our audio engineer Lon and our production assistant Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can DM us on Instagram at Masonian Marshall. And we will be back next week. Thanks for joining, everybody. Bye. Bye for now. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.